Such a good theme song. Oh gosh. <laughs> just wait, just wait. <laughs> Little red box. All right. Sorry. <laughs> There's that off. probably. Some kind of copyright infringement on that, but uh, well, was that short enough to be a fair use? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think okay. so. I think so. <laughs> well, so here we are, uh, number two of our um, our podcast. Yep. Chapter one was last week, and we're going to jump through to chapter six. We're going to catch up with where we are this year um, as we go through this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're reading chapter six, Brian McLaren. We make the road by walking, plotting goodness, and we are at the story of Abraham. Um, so where are we in this story of Genesis? So we started with Adam, Adam and Eve, the two trees. Um, they choose the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then it's just a downward spiral from there. They seek to lift themselves up and end up falling down. Yep. Uh, Common tale. Cain marries, or sorry, marries. Cain, uh, <laughs> Cain murders Abel. <laughs> Cain marries Abel. That's an interesting Bible you're reading there. That's... Cain murders Abel. Um, and that leads right into uh, the Noah flood story. Um, from that, we get the Tower of Babel. And then here we are in Genesis chapter 12, the story of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And so, Rob, what do you, what do you like about Abraham? The call of Abraham is, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite parts of the entire Judeo-Christian tradition. Uh-huh. When I came, when I went to seminary and really for the first time really got my hands around Abraham's call story. Yeah, I guess it, he's still Abram here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It was then and there that I kind of began to see the God of Jesus Christ, even in the Old Testament, which mm-hmm. prior to that I had kind of struggled to see. But it's in and it's in the uh, in the refrain that Brian keeps lifting up here in chapter six is is you know our relationship with God is not simply so that we're blessed. That's that's only fifty percent of the equation, and mm-hmm. and if it stops there, then 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 you're missing out. Yep. Because the second half of that equation is fundamental to living a relationship with God. We are blessed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, from the very beginning of God's covenant with God's people, God was very intentional in using people. As the vessel through which blessings flow. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yep. Uh, and didn't have to wait until 
God became incarnate in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit came down. It's right there in Genesis 12. You know, well, as we mm-hmm. talked about before in our podcast in one, you know, the first incarnation, that, yeah. that still blows my mind. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the first podcast, go listen to what Joel said about the first incarnation. But what Richard Rohr said about well, the first what Richard incarnation. Rohr said. Yeah. But, um, yep. uh, credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. But you're, you shared it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, blessed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's it. That's, if there's, if there's one thread, I think, that gets woven throughout every book of the Bible, I think that's the thread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Brian gets into that a lot in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Blessed be a blessing. I think I've always liked the mystery of this story with Abram. I think probably when I was younger, I always felt that he um, he was a good... Law-abiding Jew, he was and, obedient. Yep, and he was listening to God's call and um, was doing what he's supposed to do. But there's actually like a ton of mystery with the story. He probably a he was not uh, a law-abiding Jew. He was um, probably his family worshipped multiple gods, as was the custom back then. So to have him kind of choose. To listen to this one God was probably a huge step for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second, uh, and then to follow this God, to pack up everything and go. Leave and, everything behind. Yeah. And so he hears what he hears. Who knows? Some whisper, some nudge, some inclination. And for Sarah to go along. Yeah. Instead of slapping him in the face and saying, you know, you're, yeah. you're wackadoodle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot of mystery to this story. It's um and so when you start to look at it from different angles, different yeah. perspectives. Well, did you know what Brian lifts up about the city of Ur and that Abraham was most likely wealthy mm-hmm. and you knew all that? No, I didn't know, I that, didn't know that. Though in seminary and all the exegesis that right that we do on that we do on this, I had no idea. Well, but, um uh, in in my first class, which wasn't at Princeton, but at Drew University, mm-hmm. Drew Seminary, uh, a Methodist seminary, I took intro to the Hebrew Bible, and we went into the story pretty deep and, and talked about how it says, and you look in Genesis 12, he's got a lot of people with him. Yeah. He's got some wealth to him. That's true. Um, and so... Yeah. All right, so I should have known it, and I didn't. So there was, well, it's... Well, Let's move on. You brought it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and that he, he was, he very well could have been a wealthy man. Um, yeah, okay, point made. Are, are you okay? What are you doing? I'm bleeding a little bit. I got a little scab here. That Do you want up. us to pause this? No. Okay. What? Okay. Let's just, no, keep going. I'm good. <laughs> It's a nice little awkward moment for our listeners. <laughs> All right, so let's um, let's jump in to this. Uh, yeah, is there a section of this chapter? What what stood out to you, Rob? I, I have, I have a couple sections, but yeah, you... I have notes all over this just because I love. Blessed to be a blessing, and that's exactly that. That's always just sung to me, and that's exactly what Brian pulls out. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Yep. 
Um, and I had that too. Um, and I've always connected that with um, with evangelism. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think it's a helpful way to see a component of evangelism and to and to um, that word has been so hijacked, which we've been talked about. We've talked about that so many times of yeah. of what that means in our culture today of jamming mm-hmm. information yeah. and truth and quotes down people's throat. Um, but what does it look like to be a community that sees the world around them and wants to yeah. bless it? Yeah. To seize our seize our surrounding community here on four hundred West Chesapeake and says, how can we be a blessing? To Southland Hills, that is a form of evangelism, and so yeah. I've always liked to connect. Well, and that's what he does so well on page twenty-five, right? In the third full paragraph, you know, he says this is a very unique identity, right? It means yep, the children of Abraham and Sarah will be a unique us in relation to all the other them's. So the identity will not stop at us, or it'd simply be us at the top and them. It's it's an us for them he gets mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I love what he says in the next yeah. paragraph. You know, It says, yes, we are special. We're beloved, right? We are children of God. But it also says, you're beloved too. You're mm-hmm. loved just as much as mm-hmm. I or we are loved. And that's such a crucial element of the faith that I think, sadly, uh, the Christian church so often misunderstands. Yeah. You know, uh, we simply as humans have a tendency to create us versus them pyramids. Yep. You know, with us at the top and them at the bottom. Yep. That there's not enough room at the top. Uh, that, that we live in an economy where there's simply not enough to go around. So it's an us versus them competition instead of an us and them yeah and that yeah i'm special i'm gifted uh, god is with me i believe that mm-hmm. but i believe you are special you are loved god is with you and god sure as heck loves you whoever you may be every bit as much as god loves me yeah yeah and to take it even further no matter your religious affiliation or yeah um Ethnicity or what country you grew up in. This is saying, yeah, um, you are blessed and special and loved and unique because yeah. to go back to the beginning, because you are the image of God is on you, right? Whether you know God or not, whether you know Jesus Christ or not, that doesn't mean God loves you any less. Yep. What it does mean, though, perhaps, is if you don't know this story, if you don't know, you know, the story of Abraham, you don't know the story of Jesus Christ, you. You may not know how loved you are, mm-hmm. and that's where evangelism comes yes. so yep so much into the focus of 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 where I think the church should be. You know, yep. not in evangelism is not about getting people in a right relationship with God so that God will love them. God already loves them. Yep, right. God, mm-hmm. So evangelism, just as you were saying, it's it's about it's about helping people uncover just how loved they are. Yep, and. And what a worthwhile pursuit that is. I also it also reminded me very much of a quote, and I'm not gonna get it exactly right. You've you've heard of it. It's Anne Lamont. Mm-hmm. Um, the the second paragraph of the chapter when he talks about how our tendency is to be us them and pyramidal and you know, how God is also punitive and we want God to punish our enemies and things like that. And Anne Lamont has this great quote. 
you know, we can be sure we've made an idol out of God when yeah. it turns out that yeah. God hates the same people we do. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's the threat sometimes of unhealthy religion is it can it can stoke it stoke our our anger and our fears mm-hmm. and our hatred because we're almost allowed to in some sense because we have God on our side. Yeah. God is telling us what a great point. Telling us to dislike this group or person. And so we can be horrible people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, when this 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 section of scripture challenges that completely, um, as does the whole of, of Christianity and, and this keeps we get the New Testament and this whole idea um, of expanding who is in and who is out just keeps mm-hmm. on opening, opening up throughout the whole mm-hmm. New Testament. But here is where it, you, yes. you could say it starts in Genesis 1, but here is when it goes out again. Yeah. Yeah. As we get into Abraham eventually being the, the first of this new nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? What, what really spoke to you? What was your favorite chapter or verse? Or paragraph? Or paragraph. Um, I was really drawn to the, um, towards the end of it, um, where he talks about uh, what is and is not true faith. Yes. And so he gets into um, true faith is uh, loving God and loving neighbor. But in particular, um, faith has been reduced to a list for some, it's a list of beliefs, ideas or statements that we have to memorize and assent to if we want to be blessed. For others, it's a list of do's and don'ts, rituals or rules we have to perform to earn the status of being blessed. But Abraham didn't have much in the way of beliefs, rules, or rituals. He had no Bibles, doctrines, temples, commandments, or ceremonies. For him, true faith was simply trusting a promise of being blessed to be a blessing. Amen. And that's also thinking about Abraham, what I love about him is realizing that he didn't have any kind of scripture to begin his understanding of this particular God. Um, and how we come, we begin with stories. We begin with these stories that have been passed down for thousands and thousands of years. Um, Not only was there no scripture, there wasn't even oral tradition. Not really. At this point. It's just starting with yeah, him. There's nothing. Um, and this whisper or calling he hears. And so, um, uh, uh, and so I, I, I would say, I, I think why this resonates with me is I definitely came from a time in my own journey where, um, where faith probably was reduced to a list. I had been given uh, a list consciously and, um, by some people, but also I just kind of had unconsciously taken it in that this was this was what you believed and didn't believe as a Christian, um, and uh, and I could do that for a while. It actually was it's somewhat easy for a certain period of time when faith is very black and white yeah. and there's there's literally right and there's literally wrong and there is no gray in between there's truth and there's fiction yeah uh yeah it's absolutely um easier to walk that kind of very straight line yep um and yet i think the farther you walk it the more you realize 
that it's it's a false dichotomy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's it's not an either or, but a both and. And for, for me, it became authentic faith. Uh, became a place where I was in the gray a lot. Yeah. You know? Um, but it took me a while to start to uh, be be okay with that and find a home there. First, it's, it was very threatening and scary. And I suspect for our, listeners, it, for our listeners, it, that, yep. that probably resonates with them. Because yep. just knowing you as I do and, and where we've been from... You know our own journeys of faith and our own senses of call. We've been immersed in this for so long, and we've, and I guess maybe we we've been in the deep end. Seminary threw us in. Yeah. Uh, we we were forced to get comfortable with the gray. I think mm-hmm. in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I would encourage our listeners is that that gray, that there is so much meat and meaning there. Yep. Yep, and uh, yeah, I think I think we all tend to begin in the black and the, and the white. You know, like we talked about in our last podcast. Yeah. You know, the the literal interpretation yep. of creation and how that's a stepping stone into a deeper understanding. Absolutely. of Absolutely. Yep. And and yeah, the 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 comfort that uh, can be found in in letting yourself not have to know. Yes. You know. Yes. I don't. You know, I don't have to completely fundamentally understand this yes uh, and becoming comfortable with that knowing that you're worshiping something so far bigger and greater than you will ever absolutely ever comprehend yep, yep. and to be okay with not having an answer or a something to cling to in the moment yeah. in that day be okay with that yeah. um, and know that that is also, the actual definition of faith Amen. is not having the answers, Amen. is having some kind of trusting something that we can't see and touch, but yep. and fully understand. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, it's but, why we're not fundamentalists. Clearly, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. I mean, fundamentalists know their Bible. Don't get me wrong, I, mm-hmm. and I don't mean this pejoratively at all, but. Mm-hmm. Um, just a strong theological disagreement that, that I, you know, we believe truth is found in the gray. Yep. Yeah. Uh, much more than in the literal dots over the eyes yes. and the crosses of the T's. Absolutely. Yep. Anything else in this chapter I, you wanted to lift up? I loved it. Uh, well, we really begin to see where the title came from. Yeah, we do, and he it's all over the place, and he and, he and does include there. that. Yep, yeah. um, and and it, I think it's really cool uh, the journey of Abraham. You know, he yeah that was that was really big for me as Abraham walked this journey right mm-hmm. from Ur yeah, yeah it's a good connection into yeah. a promised land. He was walking, he was walking a path that had yet to be trod. Yep, uh, and yet it was God's plan. All along, God was with him every step of the way. Yeah. And we're only where we are because Abraham and Sarah walked that road. Yeah. They made that road. And, and it's now our job for generations still to come to continue along that journey. And the road, the road is um, messy. Mm. 
I think I want to, I want to say that I was just talking to two of our TPC folk and we were talking about Abraham and, and Sarah and, um, and then we got into Isaac and then Hagar and Ishmael. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Hagar was the mother of Ishmael. Hagar mm-hmm. was Abraham's son. Yeah. And Ishmael is considered, uh, the forefather to the Muslim tradition. Yes. Yeah. And that story, we don't have time to get into all of it right now, but that story and that family dynamic and what's going on with them is very messy. Yes. And we were starting to talk about it. It's and also I, messed up. It's yes. messy and messed it up. Is. It's not it just is. messy. Like what happens to Hagar and Ishmael is Ye- messed. Absolutely. Up. And so as what I love about this is we are learning these stories. And for the two people I was just talking to, they are learning the story from Genesis of Abraham and uh, Hagar and Ishmael and Sarah and Isaac. And, and that's ultimately, I think, what keeps exciting me about the Bible and the scriptures mm-hmm. is it's a story about how people are coming to understand God, but it's a story about humanity and how we are a messy group. We make mistakes all the time. We screw up. We hurt people. And this Bible doesn't hold back from that at all. Mm -mm. It's within all the pages, all the stories. We just, the first section of up to, up to the story of the flood is all about the violence Mm -hmm. and destruction of humanity Mm -hmm. and how that's, hasn't changed that much. We're still there. Um, and so yep. what I'm finding, and as you keep reading these chapters to, to read the scriptures um, uh, and keep asking good questions, keep wondering, um, and we're going to keep talking about it. Yep. We got a ways to go. Thanks for listening. All right. See you next time.